What's good, everybody? It's your boy Brandon Scott again with my guy, the real Ed Oliver. The draft lottery has come and gone, and as you know it, <laughs> the Wizards got the eighth pick. So we're going to talk about what our top five prospects are, and we're going to chop it up with y'all tonight next on Locked On Wizards. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. So as you know, or you should know, the Washington Wizards get the eighth pick. I know a lot of us kind of called that, and but it is set in stone. San Antonio got the number one. So Wimbledon Yaman is pretty much locked to go number one. But in this episode, we're going to go over our personal top five draft prospects at this pick. Um, and you got really obviously the eyes are going to be on point guard Anthony Black, you know, Kasson <laughs> Wallace. So, E, who, who are your top five prospects for the eighth pick? Uh, my top five guys, I just want to talk about two. Um, once again, it's 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 a disappointing night for Wizards fans. Um, but the best thing is that we didn't move back, we didn't move back to pick nine. Uh, we lost the coin flip with the Pacers, the Pacers stayed at pick seven. Um, there's actually a report from uh, a reporter named Ben Golliver. Uh, he said the San Antonio Spurs, they won the NBA draft. Uh, they won the NBA lottery, and they basically did win the draft as well. And the right to select Victor Wanyayaba uh, with the ping-pong ball combo 14-5 at 8-2. After the first three numbers were picked, the Washington Wizards had six of the possible 11 remaining numbers, 7, 9, 10, 12, 13, and 13, and barely missed a so, while. Wow, the Wizards actually had – a chance at the number one pick. So that just kind of put some salt on the wound there. That heat game that they won, they should have lost that game. The Celtics game that we won, uh, where Denny had 25, Porzingis had 31. I was kind of happy that they won the game, but at the same time, I knew the implications that it, it, it lowered their odds. Um, but once again, the Wizards, just, they just don't have that luck. They don't, put their, they don't put themselves in position to get a better pick. But you look at the Pistons, the Pistons fell back, and they were awful this year. They tanked. So it didn't work for them, but I do think, of course, it would be better for the Wizards to get a um, higher draft pick again. Once again, we get we get pick eight. Of course, uh, at least it's not number nine. We've had number nine twice, but we get pick eight. So um, once again, I'm, I'm just I, I'm disappointed at the same time. But I didn't get my hopes up to hop in the top four, you know. So I, I didn't. I certainly, I certainly didn't get my hopes up to uh, to to get myself disappointed at all. So. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, um, just looking at some of the prospects uh, that probably will be there at pick eight. Um, just looking at a mock draft right now. I had to pull it up. Um, probably. Um, so yeah, of course they, they they need a guard. They need a point guard. They need they need better point guard play for sure. So um, you know, you look at guys like Anthony Black, Hassan Wallace out of out of uh, Kentucky. Um, one of the Thompson twins may drop. So Asar Thompson right now, on, I'm looking at mock draft. He's at pick eight to the Wizards from overtime elite. Um, so I like Asar Thompson a lot, man. I Obviously, him and his brother aren't too far off. I kind of like Asar, Asar a little bit better than Amen. Sometimes I get them mixed up. But I like – I mean, they both have elite athleticism. So if any of them – if any one of the two twins fall, I certainly take a look at them. 
Um, Anthony Black is intriguing. Once again, he's a point guard, six foot seven, two hundred pounds, combo guard, can defend, um, can get to, can get to the basket, can play above the rim, has a good mid range jumper. Didn't really, didn't really shoot the ball well from three, but I watched the Maui Invitational. He looked really good in that. He looked like more of a scorer, and then his role changed uh, towards the end of the season. But he's he's a really good defender. He's a good point of attack defender. He can get down in the stance and be scrappy, um, pick up full court. So and we need that. We need athleticism there, and I think he's a guy that can certainly do that. And um, just give us some young and a guy that looks to push and push the pace. So um, I think Anthony Black is intriguing. And, and once again, Kassan Wallace is a good defender again. A solid passer, can finish above the rim, shifty, has some good moves, good in-and-out moves, step backs, uh, can get to the rim, finish through contact. So he's another guy that's six foot four, hundred ninety-five. 195. You know how uh, Kentucky point guards are. Um, so I'm intrigued with Kassan Wallace. One of those are those are some guys that I think about um at this point. All right. So looking at need. Um, the three that really stand out to me right away is obviously Kazan Wallace, Anthony Black, and Ken Whitmore. Now, I don't think Ken Whitmore is going to drop that far. I don't, I think he's a three and D guy. I mean, he's athletic. I, I see him a top five pick, and obviously him, Brandon Miller. But, anyways, um, Anthony Black, I'm very intrigued. Six seven, we, you know, we've been talking about for a while that we need a bigger guard. Um, and he, I mean, the IQ. You know, he can handle now. He needs to work on his right a little bit, you know, that, that, just from the scouting standpoint, you know, wobbly handles with his right at times. Um, his shot, slow release. Um, he's got he's to work on his shot. But, again, if you look at uh, him and Wallace, to me, where we're at as a franchise really determines who you choose because Anthony Black, like I said, um, if, he, if he's coming in to be the guy with a veteran core, which we both said we don't really don't want, but if indeed they're trying to run Anthony Black, then you're not really dependent on him to be an offensive guy. You know what I'm saying? So the shot he can work on and kind of go from there. But if it's a rebuild, which I don't know why I'm even talking about it because you're not going to, but the off chance that they do rebuild, you know, you know, I'm I'm going towards Kassan Wallace because offensively he's a lot more polished and defensively he's a dog. So, you know, Anthony Black and Kassan Wallace to me are – obviously the top two you know they, they we need a point guard we need a point guard of the future we need to step back away from the combo guard <laughs> you know trying to create a combo guard into a starting point guard we need to stop all that this is the year to get a point guard um but there are other intriguing names man and again you know look drafts change i'm telling you you know you may not see anthony black at that pick so a couple of picks um keontae george is a name that i'm looking at out of beller he's a guy who can shoot he can score um Grady, you know, Grady Dick, I get it. He's a shooter. He's not a defensive guy per se. Um, but another name, you know, we were talking about picking up a center, another center, um, Derek Lively. Now, Derek Lively, you know, he's – it really depends. Uh, do you really want to pick a project at eight, though, with Derek Lively? Because looking at Derek Lively, he's 7'1". He's a, he's a rim protector. But his offensive repertoire is just not there yet. Um, and looking at my notes um, – no post moves, so he's 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 very limited offensively. Now he's a good rebounder and he can protect, but he's you know again, are you willing to spend your eighth pick, you know, the eighth pick on a project? But one pick that you have not talked, you know, anybody's talked about a lot is Jarris Walker. Man, I'm trying to tell you, he's PJ Walker with a better defense. So those are those are some things that kind of pop out to me because, like I said, I. I I don't see Cam Whitmore. I would love Cam Whitmore. I would definitely pick Cam Whitmore. And again, I also reinforce this opinion, man, that I definitely think we need to get grab another first rounder because 
Think about it. If you can come out of this draft with a wing and a point guard, that's big, especially if, you know, well, it's not really if. Look, the, the chances are the Wizards, they're going forward with this core. So you got to, the, the draft is very important because we don't have a lot of wiggle room cap wise. So you, we got to try to get a point guard and, and or a wing. So those are some things that kind of pop out to me, man. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at uh Derek Lively. Derek Lively, he's projected to go 28th, so I don't see him anywhere not near the top 10 at all. Um, but you know, Taylor Hendricks is a guy to consider at a UCF. Um, another big personally, I, I'd rather go guard. I think they just need more guard talent, to be honest with you. I know they want to pair somebody with Porzingis. Also getting the eighth pick, just thinking about it from the GM standpoint, it, it doesn't make us any more attractive. At all. So Bob Myers looking at that and he sees the Wizards got another eighth pick of the draft. I don't think it's any more enticing for him to leave the Warriors and go to the Wizards. Um, you know, he reportedly may even take a year off. So why would he leave the Warriors to come to the Wizards when they just got the eighth pick and there's no bright future in the horizon and Ted Leonce is not going to let you have full autonomy or control of the team. So just getting the eighth pick, it just doesn't make it it doesn't make us more of an attractive destination where you look at the Blazers, um, who are kind of in the same spot. Um, let me see where they because I know they got a tap, top four pick. The Blazers did the right thing. They kind of they kind of they started to lose on purpose, um, way earlier than what we did. They ended up with the third pick, and that would have been awesome for us, you know, getting Brandon Miller or um, possibly Scoot Henderson. So the Portland Trail they did the right thing, and they could possibly trade the third pick. So the Wizards are they're just once again kind of in no man's land, just in that awkward spot. I think they can still get a good player, but. You know, for the goal that they're trying to achieve to make the playoffs, it's hard to just rely on a rookie, especially the eighth pick of the draft. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of dynamics in the draft because if you look at the, you know, the first five teams, they don't have any need for guard. You know, it was Charlotte, number two. I mean, are you really willing to pair Scoot Henderson with LaMelo Ball? I don't know. Maybe they try to shop it. You know, there's a lot of things that could happen. But, you know, if I'm going to go with anybody, you know, Kassan Wallace, again, he – is he top 10 talent? I don't know yet. Like I said, he's, he is polished defensively and he can score. You know, can his shot get better? He shot around 34% last season for Kentucky. So his, his shot can be better because obviously average is around 35. But I think you go with Anthony Black. You, you know, his length, you know, yeah, yeah. Obviously, you got to work on the shot release getting faster. You know, we know that from Denny and uh, Johnny Davis, you know, working on shot release. But he, we're not asking him to shoot a lot. You know, he comes in that width, man. That's 6'7". Is intriguing to me. It's very intriguing to me because we, you know, if you look at bigger guards like SGA, you know, and, and the biggest knock against Monte last year was what he could not stay with bigger guards. Now we got a guy who he could defend, and he's got that length. So yeah, I, I'm I'm rolling with Anthony Black, man. I, I I'm rolling with him. I like his length. I I, I like, and you know, I've, I've seen a lot of film on him, and, and I think if he's available, you grab your point guard of the future and you roll with it. So um, before we move on, because uh, we're going to um, really ask another question before we uh, talk to you guys. Should a rookie run this offense next year or should the Wizards try to get a veteran at point guard? But before we move on and answer that question, tonight's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. So what are some things that I, that I personally like about Bird Dogs shorts and pants? Well, first of all, fit. You know, I look better and I feel great wearing bird dogs. Comfort. Their stretchy fabric makes my legs look great <laughs> and are comfier than any other shorts and pants. Versatility. They give me the freedom to wear one pair of shorts and pants on the golf course to a meeting, a date, or hanging out with friends. Say something. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm a big fan of 
Bird Dogs, like I said, they are very, very, very comfortable. Um, the new one is seen. So, man, I would definitely, definitely recommend Bird Dogs. So, again, um, go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA and enter promo code locked on NBA. And they'll throw in free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. I got one, it's nice. It keeps your drinks hot or cold for a minute. So, definitely recommend Bird Dogs. So, and thanks for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow. And next week, we're going to start to talk about a lot of these draft prospects and getting ready for the draft because the draft and free agency is right around the, <laughs> right around the corner, man. So let's get into it. So, E, you know, now we're talking about Anthony Black, Kassan Wallace. But, we you know, we we talked about it earlier that, you know, Ted Leonsis and whoever GM is coming in, um, the chances are they're going to run it back with this core of the saw three of Riley Bill, Kyle Kuzma, and Christopher Zingas. And obviously we need a point guard for the future. But as far as the first one to two years, do you think this team runs more smoother with a veteran point guard where he can kind of, uh, Anthony Black or Kassan Watts can kind of learn behind them? Or do you throw them in there from the get? Um, yeah, the Wizards, they're just in such a tough spot, man. I, it's tough to rely on a rookie point guard, but they have to get some type of young, young uh, development there at the point guard position. They haven't attacked that position really. Um, you know, Russell Westbrook was here, but they, they, they just haven't attacked it with a young guy at all. Um, so, I mean, if, if you really want to make the playoffs, of course, you would try to get a veteran guy in there. Um, you know, you look in hindsight, you look at last year, maybe they, they should have brought in Malcolm Brogdon. You look at how the way Malcolm Brogdon played with the Celtics. I think he would have been a better fit. Um, and they tried Monte Morris. He's just not, he's just not, you know, he's just not the answer. DeLon Wright is a good rotational guy, but if you're going to get a veteran, they have to be an upgrade. They have to be an upgrade, uh, from this team. And, you know, we talked about, uh, Chris Paul, you know, I know he's old. I get it. Nobody wants him here. I get it. But. You know, you probably made the playoffs with him. You can still get him and, and probably draft somebody as well. But Anthony Black, Hassan Wallace, I think they're good players, but they're not, they're not like they're not guys that I see, to be honest, coming in and changing a franchise. They're just not. Scoot Henderson's a guy who I feel like could do that. Um I just don't see that from those guys. I think they can come in and play well. Uh, but I, I just don't see franchise changing at this point. Um, and I could be wrong. I mean, you saw Tyrese Halliburton he had a good rookie season. Um, I'm trying to think of some other young point guards that have really, really good rookie seasons that, you know, kind of, you know, jump-started the franchise. But I, I just haven't seen in the past couple of years. And there's a lot of pressure to put on a, on a young guy and say and give, and give him the keys to the car and play next to Bradley Bill and, um, you know, try to get to the playoffs. Um, I know somebody says amen in, in, in the chat, but, you know, he's he's a combo guard. He can play point and Asar, you know, they can handle the ball, but they're not, they're not really naturally point guards. Um, so yeah, they're, they're just in a, they're just in a tough spot once again. And I, I just don't see any rookie coming in and elevating the team to the playoffs. So it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be the guys we got playing better. And, uh, the new GM and they got their hands full, man. They got their hands full. They really do. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say this and cause I see a lot of people say the Thompson twins. I, I like the athleticism, but I'm gonna say this, man, overtime elite, you know, if you look at the level of competition they're playing against, they're playing against guys who are three to four years younger than they are, you know, 20 years old, you know, so the competition is what kind of scares me about the Thompson twins, because again, they're athletic and, you know, I mean, they look, they look good, but again, you know, the level of competition is what scares me about the Thompson twins. Cause again, you know, when I was looking at it and um, actually studying up on them, man, 
their competition is two to three years younger than they are very often than not. So that's what scares me about them. But mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's tricky because on one hand, yeah, I can see Chris Paul coming because we, you know, we mentioned before in a previous video, man, that, you know, Chris Paul, you know, year two is not guaranteed. He comes in, he mentors Anthony Black or Kassan Wallace, and then handing the keys to the franchise over to him, you know, next year or whatever. But, you know, chemistry is, you know, a big thing. You know, can, you know, throw him in there. Can he, you know, form chemistry with this solid core going forward? That's another question. But then does that match the timeline? Because if you're going to run it back with a solid three, then you're in win now. And like, you know, we said before, man, that, that that's tough for a rookie. That That's tough. I mean, you, there's not many rookies that can step, come in and step in and really lead a franchise to a championship. I think what, what was the, who was the last rookie? It was Magic Johnson, I believe. He came in rookie, and they, I believe they. Oh, yeah, we're, we're, just, we're just talking about playoffs, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you know, so that, that that's hard, man. I mean, that's hard to do. But, you know, again, you know, what choice do we really have? I mean, as far as cap room, you know, and obviously it's a little early. We could make moves to try to, you know, add some cap room. But, you know, with this solid three coming long term, you know, Gaff, you know, some people got to go. It's obviously going to be Monte, but. So you very well could see Anthony Black or any, like I said, I like Kassan Wallace, man. I really do. I like him, but I don't know if he's a top 10 pick. You know, that's why I'm kind of leaning towards Anthony Black because that height, man, and that width, I'm trying to tell you, it's very intriguing. And yes, he has to work on, you know, his shot. He has to work on a fast release. But I mean, then again, you know, he's got the size, man. And I think he'd fit right in next to Bill. But again, it's just it, like you said, it's, it's a crazy situation for GM because you know, you're trying to find that next quarterback using the football term, you know, for point guard for your franchise, but then you already got a veteran core. So it, it's a tricky spot for whoever comes in for GM. It really is because we need that point guard of the future because Monte ain't it. DeLon, you know, starting wise ain't it. You know, Jordan Goodwin, he ain't it as far as starter. So we need that guy. But then again, you know, with the money they're about to throw to this solid three, it kind of makes things tricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, another guy I like is Gigi Jackson out of South Carolina. I like him a lot. He's, he can score 6'9". He's really young. He can put the ball on the floor, step backs, in and outs, crossovers. Um, has a lot in his bag. Freshman can really score, can play above the rim, can score in the post, can shoot the ball, can shoot the three. He didn't have good shooting percentages, but he's very skilled, very athletic. can play well in the open court and transition, too. Um, we'll talk about Jairus Walker a little bit later. Of course, you know, he's not the most skilled on the offensive side of the ball, but he's a good defender. 6'8", 235, um, kind of a high floor, low ceiling kind of guy, kind of a looks like a, a good role player, potentially. I, I like Keontae George out of Baylor a lot, man. He's a dog. He reminds me of Keldon Johnson, 6'4", 185 pounds. Um, yeah, 6'4", 185 pounds, shooting guard, just real strong. I like his build. He has strong shoulders, looks like a football player, but he can finish above the rim. He can shoot the three. He can score, put the ball on the floor. So we'll definitely talk a lot about a lot of prospects. But before we do get into comments, I always like to look at the previous eighth pick of the draft uh, in years past. Uh, I had it pulled up here on a stat muse. Um, so Dyson Daniels was the eighth pick of the draft last year. Friends, Wagner for the Magic said that was a good pick. Obi Toppin with the Knicks, he's he's been solid. Jackson Hayes was the eighth pick in 2019. He hasn't been uh, – he hasn't lived up to his potential. Colin Sexton. Uh, he's a good player. I think he's a solid player coming off the bench as a six man. I know the Wizards were rumored to uh, to to trade for him this past season. Frank Nicktolina didn't live up to the hype. Marquise Chris uh, did, uh, didn't live up to his potential. Stanley Johnson, same thing. Nick Stauskas didn't live up to his potential at all. KCP was the eighth pick of the draft. Terrence Ross 
who's a Wizards killer, Brandon Knight, who had a solid career, Al Farouk Aminu, not a great career, Jordan Hill, not a great career, Joe Alexander, Brandon Wright, Rudy Gay was eighth pick of the draft, Channing Fry, Rafael Arujo, I don't even know who that is, TJ Ford, I remember him from Texas, Chris Wilcox, the former Maryland Terp, had a, a solid career, Dizana Jop, um, a role player at best, Jamal Crawford, of course, uh, one of the best ball handlers in the history of the game. Andre Miller, who was a good backup point guard, was a solid starter. He was a good backup point guard for us when we made the playoffs. We traded Jan Vesey for Andre Miller. And Larry Hughes, the former Washington Wizard, was the eighth pick in the 1998 draft. So you can find talent at that eighth pick. No home runs, no multi-time All-Stars really at that eighth pick, but some solid players at the eighth pick of the draft. So whoever the new GM is, I think they need to get the ball rolling on this now, especially since they know who they're picking and workouts are starting. They need to get the ball rolling, man. Like I, I would like to have um, Bob Myers, but they just they need to get this. They need to get this done, man. You know where you're picking. Let's move on. Ted knows what he wants. He's not he's not rebuilding. Whoever the new GM is, they know they're not going to be able to rebuild and do what they want. They have to keep West Huntsville Jr. When all these coaches have been fired, uh, Doc Rivers fired today. Mike Boonholes are fired. Monty Williams fired. Um, am I forgetting anybody else that's been fired? Um, so many good coaches out there. Amy Udoka was available as well, and you stick with Wes. And you're already starting off on the wrong foot, not even letting the GM pick their new coach. So um, they just need to make this decision, man. If it's Milton Newton, go ahead and make the decision. Just stand on 10 toes and make your decision. Stop trying to wait. And, uh, yeah, Nate McMillan was fired as well. He's, he'd probably be an upgrade from Wes, to be honest with you. Uh, he went to an Eastern Conference final, finals with the Hawks uh, not too long ago. Uh, so all these, all these championship head coaches – they have made it far in the playoffs, and we got a guy that can't even make the play in, and he still has his job. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but we'll see how Ted uh, maneuvers and, and make things happen. So it is what it is on that. There's no point <laughs> in me getting riled up um, once again with this eighth <laughs> trap. We'll chime in, man. We'll chime in. And, yeah, and Onion 77, and they sent Wes Unsell Jr. to the podium to sit at the draft. Um don't do that again because he has no <laughs> send somebody else. Send uh send either send Ted or send Ted's son Zach Beyonce. Send somebody else that can get us uh, a little bit of luck there. Yeah, I mean, like you said, all good reasons why it's just it's crazy, man, because this GM's coming into a mess because this whole process at offseason it just wasn't thought through, in my opinion, by ownership. You know, like you said, usually the GM chooses the coach. And like you said, um, we, we said the last episode, man, I, I feel like they jumped the gun with coaching. You know, they they committed to West way too quick. Look at the amount of coaching. I mean, Doc Rivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. I mean, Nate McMillan. I mean, the, Monty, Williams. I mean Monty Williams. I mean, the list goes on, man. I mean, come on. Nick Nurse is another one. Um, Yeah, Nick Nurse. I mean, it's it, it blows oh. your mind. But then it's the draft lottery. We don't have a GM yet. It's like, yeah. meet us in the middle, you know, too early, not, you know, let's meet in the middle a little bit, but it, it's, it's a mess. But, and, and really, if you, <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> Somebody, uh, I can't say their name on here. They, they said West is the driest human on the planet. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be interesting to see him at the draft, man. It's, it's definitely going to be entertainment for the night, but you know, it's just, it's, it's gonna be it's a heck of a situation for a new GM to come into, man. Because again, we don't even know, you know, what is the vision? Because like I said, it's hard. I'm pretty sure we're going point guard, and that's hard, man. That's hard to ask a rookie to come in and run an offense to run a veteran core. And that's why I think I don't think Kuz is coming back. I think 
the writing is on the wall. They know this, or they should know this. I mean, heck, if I know it, they should know it. But I, I just, I, I see a veteran coming in because, it, like I said, I just, I don't see them running a, a rookie with a veteran core. I think Kuz, they can sign a trade. I think KP's the guy that's going to be here long term with Brad. And obviously, Brad, you know, I mean, I know there's a lot of questions and you know, there's a lot of reports that he has a lot of value. But again, if I'm an opposing GM, I'm staying away from him because, I mean, obviously he's getting older and that salary gets higher every year. So, mm. yeah, eighth pick, y'all. I'm I'm leaning towards Anthony Black. And I think that Anthony Black would be the, the right choice at the pick. So, mm. yeah, I'm still watching more guys. Um, I, I do like Taylor Henry. So I really like Gigi Jackson a lot, too. Um. But you know they 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 just need guard play. But once again, looking at this roster, it's just like you might as well just get BPA. You might as well just get uh, a best player available if one of the Thompson twins. I think you got to You got to You got to get one of them. Um, and I know you like Cam Whitmore a lot. A lot of mock drafts have him going top five. So you know it's just you know we'll see how the, how the chips fall um, with this draft. Um, but I think I think Keontae George is a little bit of a sleeper there. I think I think he might rise up a little bit there. Um, that's one guy I'm looking at too. Uh, but yeah, I, I like Hassan too. So, but yeah, we'll we'll get to some comments here. Um, we'll get to some comments. You guys are uh, definitely have some some interesting comments <laughs> for sure. Onion Seven Seven says trade Brad Bill to the Blazers for for the third pick of the draft. Um, that's possible. I mean, if Dame, yeah. you know, Dame is the GM, kind of like how Brad is the GM here. So Dame. Dame already said that he wants them to trade the pick. And I think the third pick of the draft, um, you know, you're, you're going to get a lot of value for that, right? Because right now I'm looking, at, I'm looking at a mock draft right now. It says Scoot Henderson to the Blazers. I don't I don't know if Dame would be particularly happy with that. Nah. With them, you know, drafting another point guard. I think Dame would rather them trade the pick. And you already have Simons already there yep. too. So it's kind of like, you know, maybe you trade pick three. And Simons for Brad, but I don't think Brad's value is that high. So I, I'm intrigued what they would give up. But if, if they said if they did say Simons and pick three for Bradley Bill, I mean, yeah, sign me up. I mean, you could get Scoot and Simons for Bradley Bill, but that's that's looking from a Wizards uh, a point of view. So the Blazers, I don't know if the Blazers would say yes to that. I highly doubt they would. So, um, but yeah, I, that's intriguing. Oh man, Simons in a three. Bro, I'm 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 picking up Bradley Bill. I'm taking him to the airport, <laughs> open the door for him. I'm buying him a drink, taking him to the plane. Wish him luck, man. I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm, but and I, I mean, it's possible. I mean, this I, me personally, I think it's gonna be a wild offseason, man. I think you're gonna mm-hmm. see a lot of people moving to new places, man. I mean, it's, just, it's it's because again, if you look at the top five picks, man, not you know, I, I see a lot of picks being moved. So I think it's gonna be interesting in the offseason, man, and, and especially for the Wizards, just. Again, it's it's tough, man, because we don't have a GM. I mean, mm-hmm. we do, we don't really don't know what the the direction is because we're going off of what ownership says. But mm-hmm. you know, we don't have a GM right now, and it's really tough. But if I'm willing to bet, you know, either KP stays or they both stay, but one of them are going to stay. I don't see KP and Kuz both walking. I think that you know they're going to keep KP and Kuz is just you know Kuz likes it here, but again, the lights are always brighter in LA and New York. You know the fashion. You know he went <laughs> crazy get ups, man. So you know he's obviously in the fashion. So I, I get that point. And but it's gonna be interesting. You know it really is because I just don't see. I think Anthony Black should be the pick, but I just I don't like the notion of him running a, a veteran core. And that's why I think that 
you know, moving on from Kuzma. You know, if you're able to find a veteran, maybe moving to Denny. I, I know there's <laughs> Denny fans on here. I don't don't get on me now, but <laughs> you know, but but then again, you got to look at it from the eyes of a GM. Denny, you know, if you keep Kuz, then you got to get rid of Denny because you know you're not going to resign him, so you have to get value from him instead of just let him walk. And good God, I hope it's better than two second rounders and Kendrick Nunn. But mm-hmm. you know, so that's where I'm at, man. It, it's I'm not tripping. I think we're gonna we're gonna find good value at eight. But then again, we got to have that GM to find that value. So, but mm. then again, I think Anthony Black, he can do well in DC. I really do. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's a new GM, so they're gonna draft differently. Um, so we know how Tommy used to draft. He likes to draft guys with high floors. You know, Corey Kispert was a senior. Gonzaga, Rui, Rui, uh, out of Gonzaga, upperclassman. We knew how he was gonna play, and then you know he picked Denny, which was kind of a unique pick. Um, so we kind of had a sense of how Tommy drafted. So we just don't know. We don't know how they're going to, maybe they could take a swing at Gigi Jackson, somebody like that. Um, you know, they could go against the green and, and, and pick somebody with a lot of, with higher upside. So, um, but yeah, I think that, I think a lot of it was rigged too. I just, that just popped up my mind with the Spurs again. I think they wanted the Spurs to get another Tim Duncan and they, they just wanted to do this for pop. I think they wanted to help out Popovich again one more time before he retires um, so I, I think it was rage for sure. Um, but Maddie work who says we literally have nothing to look forward to. The new GM is a cleaning house. Nope. Um, yeah, there was an article from athletic today. I got to read it. They asked like other GMs about what questions they would ask Ted Leonsis in the interview. And it was kind of like, you know, I, I got to read it again, but they were kind of, they were, they were going in, they were going in on Ted and his vision for sure. So I, I can't remember word for word what the article said, but did you see it? I know it was circulating on Twitter. Yeah, I saw it. And yeah. you know, a lot of them were kind of pointing to how much rope is he going to give a GM? Mm, you know, right. it, I mean, because that's that's a tough spot. I mean, why would I go into a job where the blueprint is already laid out? So, what, what's the, you know, what's, I, I'm not going to go there just to, you know, be a robot. You know, so that's I think that's another thing that's kind of going to hit them on the GM search. But I mean, here's the thing, y'all. I mean, I know a lot of people saying, you know, both of us have not made a secret that we are rebuild guys but here's the thing behind that you know mm-hmm. you, sooner or later you have to row with the pulse of the franchise they're not going to rebuild mm-hmm. so and that's why we have to analyze and we have to look at this from a perspective of what they're doing which is going forward with the saw three so i get it man you know saying you know flip-flop you know hey look you know it, we we can sit up here and talk about what we want but that you're not getting real info you're not getting real sports analyzation because that's not what they're going to do so we have to look at this from a perspective of they're going forward what they're doing, which is what they're going to do. So and I just want to get that out of the way. But, um, you know, it's just a tough situation. It really is because this whole offseason has just been so messy, man. You know, you, <laughs> so. <laughs> but, again, y'all, before we move on, look, eighth pick. So we just try to find the diamond in the rough at the eighth pick. The draft is coming up. It is around the corner. So before we roll, you got anything left? Man? Um. I guess I'll, I'll read Israeli fandom. You know, we always got to read at least one comment from him. I know we're getting short on time. He says, I believe the Wizards need a true point guard because Monte is awful. Anthony Black has to be the pick, in my opinion. Um, yeah, Monte got upset on social media. I don't know if you guys saw that on Twitter. He uh, blocked um, He blocked somebody on Twitter, a Wizards fan, a Wizards. He, he uh, Greg Feinberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he blocked him on Twitter because he said he would trade Monte Morris. Um <laughs> it's so funny because we had the Monte Morris episode uh, last week and that same thing happened like the same day we put our episode 
And you look at the comments for the Monte Morris episode, and a lot of people were just ready to move on from Monte for sure. And they were pretty harsh on Monte. So I, once again, I can't remember the tweet that Monte put out, but he he was trying to go in on, on fans and whatnot. Um, somebody, you guys are talking about Anthony Black's hair. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll probably wrap it up here. We'll probably do a mailbag soon and then definitely try to do a lot of um, a lot of, of draft talk for sure. Like Uptown, Georgia Ave, DC says, who do y'all want with them three second round picks? That's a good question. We'll probably answer that on the next episode. I uh, definitely have some guys in mind uh, for sure. Georgia Ave, man, that's my old yeah. stomping grounds, man. Respect. Georgia <laughs> Ave, man. Right. Um, David Confield says, I would trade Denny for a pack of Bubblicious. The great. Oh, Bible. man. Yeah, there's um, <laughs> there's a lot of, a lot of, yeah. On, Onion 77 says, buy Denny. Um, so yeah, a lot of people were saying some some interesting stuff for sure. So. Look, I don't care if he's got a blonde mohawk. If he can play ball, he can play ball. <laughs> I could care. care less, man. He come in there looking like Mr. Clean. If he can, if he's got a dribble, look, I'll roll with it. <laughs> uh, you know, right, yeah. Hey, uh, who's that cat that um played for the Knicks? Man, I'm trying to think. Had that crazy hair, man. Ah, man, what was his name? The Knicks? How long ago? Um, the Knicks. He played for. Uh, he was drafted by Orlando. What was his name? Um. When he came in the league, he had that crazy hair, man, looking like the weekend. Um, not Evan Fournier. Nah, I'm trying to think, ah, because he, he came out of Louisiana. Um, hmm. I'll think of it later, man. But uh, he was drafted. Know? Yeah, he was no, drafted by. No, no, that's John. Nah. Alfred See, Payton. There you go. <laughs> if he can get drafted, anybody can get drafted. I'm just saying. Look, <laughs> going off hair. But, right. Yeah. Um, let me see. There's there's some other. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tyreek is a high floor, aka role players. Yeah, I mean, basically, that, that's that's what it is. Um, and the fifty percent pain, he's been saying a lot of a lot of interesting stuff and crazy stuff tonight. He said trade Denny for Russell Westbrook. Um, oh, Lord have mercy. Yeah, I know. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 definitely we'll wrap it up on that. We'll wrap it up on that. Um, is there anything else? That is no, I'm good. I'm good, yeah. man. I'm I'm just glad that we know our pick, and mm-hmm. we can kind of you know look at draft pro- prospects, but. We're already doing more than a GM because we don't have one. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's gonna, you know, definitely uh, a couple things that I want to see before the draft, man, is get a GM and try to get another first rounder. So, nah, man, I'm good. So, definitely thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every single day, every day is tomorrow. And next week, we are going to, matter of fact, next episode, we're going to talk about Anthony Black. We're going to break him down and see what his fit would be in D.C. So, again, appreciate y'all. The eighth pick, y'all. So, um, I hope everybody has a blessed evening. and. Hail to the Wizards and peace.